0: All right. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, trekking down or Sudo to talk a little Colorado football uh, just to sort of get the ball rolling on that. Tommy, what, what do you make of this player for Colorado State that knocked out Hunter? And I mean, it was. One, let's separate two things like the 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 you know, blasting his info out on social media and death threats. Obviously that's stupid and nothing like that should ever happen. Like, let's be real here. Don't be ridiculous. Right. I will say though, I mean, that was a, one of the dirtier hits I've seen. Um, uh, but so, uh, I, I, I'm not buying the, uh, talk from Norvell. Did you say we have Ariel Jeff? Ariel, what's up? Ariel or pseudo from nine news in Denver, joining us here on sports daily. Glad to have you. Uh, Busiest person, perhaps in uh, in Colorado. Uh, you catching your breath from all of this championship and big hype coverage you've got going on here?
1: Yeah, I mean, Coach Prime is certainly keeping me busy, keeping me uh, on my toes at least.
0: I think he's keeping literally everybody in the world of media busy because he's everywhere right now. It's intentional. It's on purpose. It's obviously working for him. Um, I mean, you and I have been talking about this before they ever played a game. And whether it's, you know, on the air, wherever, just, you know, privately. This was always, to me, going to work because of his personality. But I'm fascinated, Ariel, by how how good a job he's done off the field building this hype train. It just all seems so intentional to me. and it's And it's been almost perfect for clearly what his plan has been for all of this
1: yeah jacob it's absolutely intentional and i think off the field just the way it is in the media markets the way we're seeing it on national tv i think that was always the plan and that was always going to take off um i think that what we were going to see on the field is what people weren't sure about and that's why after the first game you heard the do you believe and you know you don't believe all of that because people weren't sure what the product was actually going to be like on the field. We all knew that we were going to get this successful, um, just just hype off of the field because it's primetime Deion Sanders, right? I mean, like no matter what, we were going to get a, an entertaining product. But what was this actual team going to look like? But, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of four-star, five-star players. It better have been good.
2: Yeah, I wonder, Ariel, uh, you know, when we're talking about, you know, through the first three games and, you know, exactly the way that they have played, you know, they obviously beat TCU in that big upset. And then, you know, Colorado or Nebraska at home and then Colorado State last week. Is there a, a sense at all? Of course, we know how difficult their schedule is going to become once they get into conference play with Oregon and then USC and all of that is there ever a sense that, you know, the other shoe is about to drop at some point? Like, based off seeing, you know, seeing the way that they performed against Colorado State on Saturday, what's the sense moving forward into really difficult conference play?
1: Well, I think the sense is that they're obviously going to be playing against a very different caliber team in number 10, Oregon. A team that has been beating teams by 80 points, or putting up 80 points, 50 points, you know, like consistently in every one of their games so far. Um, But... I don't think that they fear that they, they don't fear Bo Nix. They don't fear this team that they're about to play. You know, we just spoke to Shiloh Sanders yesterday and he's really excited for not only Oregon, but just the pac 12 play coming up, just because they throw the ball a lot. They go downfield a lot. And he says, well, that all that does is just give me more opportunities to pick the ball off. So I think that they, they're really excited for the level of play that they're about to see. You know, he even said like, you know, this isn't necessarily the biggest test. The biggest test just happened this past Saturday. We weren't expecting CSU to be the biggest test, but it was. So they they see the adversity that they just faced as the biggest test they've 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 seen so far, and they can only learn from that. Um, I do. I don't know if if I'm going to say that the sh- that the shoe is going to drop necessarily in Oregon because you know we see right now that it's a 21 point spread right for the, for this Oregon game. But what does Vegas really know about this team? Because in week one, they were 17.5-point underdogs to TCU. They not only covered, they won outright. Then in the CSU game, they were 23.5-point favorites. They took them to overtime. And in this game, they're 21-point dogs to Oregon. I do not think it's going to be that big of a spread. I think they, they they could obviously lose to Oregon, but I don't think they're going to lose by 21 points.
0: Well, and it's got, like, backdoor cover all over it. Like, are they not, you know, even Absolutely. if it does get out of hand, like, they could they could get it in there. 71 points is the over-under. I've never bet the over on a number that big. I'm taking the over. Uh, like, it, just, <laughs> it feels like a wild and crazy game. We know Travis Hunter will not be there, correct? He'll be out a few weeks?
1: He's out for three weeks. It could be four weeks, but at this point, it's looking like three weeks with a lacerated liver.
0: So I I look at Oregon and Texas Tech, and Texas Tech's going to be good this year, I think. But they, I mean, that was a tight game. So then it's like, okay, well, is Colorado as good as Tech? No, probably not. And then without Travis Hunter, I I think I get the spread. I'm with you. I would never, against a team with the kind of firepower that Colorado has, you know, that's just, it's not comfortable. Let's talk about Shadur Sanders. Uh, Are we talking, you think NFL? Like what's been the buzz on him and you know, he looks he looks good. Like he looks awesome. He he looks like a pro. Is that is he starting to get that sort of run and and you know, hype and is that the is that the you know predictable future for him? I think Ariel, we lost a connection there. We'll see. We can try and connect that one more time. Uh I'll ask you that question, Tommy, because I think it's on everybody's mind. Shadur Sanders, do you think yeah. he's a pro
2: prospect? I think he is, and I think that there's, you know, an opportunity for a number of teams in the NFL to benefit from what Shador Sanders can do. I didn't really think that coming into this season, but, man, through the first couple of weeks of the year, yeah, I mean, I think that he's somebody that absolutely can be uh, an asset for an NFL team. Will he be... He's completed almost 80% of his passes this year. Will he 78%. A a long-term, like star in the NFL. I I don't know if I'm willing to go that far yet, but I, I do I, think I do think that he can absolutely benefit a team in the NFL.
0: I tell you this, I haven't seen anything from him that would tell me uh, anybody outside Ariel, I don't know if you heard the question they were talking about Shadur Sanders. What is seventy eight percent he's completed his passes. Is this a like bona fide pro prospect? This isn't you know, this doesn't seem like a flash in the pan. He, he's showing stuff like for me and I'm no scout that I'm like, yeah, that looks like an NFL player out there.
1: Yeah. Can you can you hear me now? Yes, we can. OK, great. Yeah. I don't know if you heard me at all, but um, his projection is to be first of all, he's getting highs and buzz around here. And then his projection is to be a first round pick in the NFL. Um, but just this past weekend, it, uh, they put out on one of their, you know, they obviously they have so much social media stuff going out. Uh, one of their videos was them in a box at the, at the Denver Broncos game, and Shiloh said like, "Oh, bro, this could be this could be us next year." And the, uh, and uh, Coach Prime said, "Not like not if I have anything to do with it." Basically saying neither of you are going <laughs> anywhere next year. So. <laughs> So he's not letting either of his sons go anywhere next year. But, um, the, but the talk is that he's probably getting first-round buzz. And I see it. I mean, he is, first of all, completing the most passes under pressure in the entire FBS. He's, um, he has been pressured the most out, under, um, out of every quarterback in the, most, in the uh, entire FBS. And he's completing those passes. I mean, that is incredibly impressive. Um, I think you can really see it just by that 98-yard drive that he led at the end of the Colorado State game and then the way he led them in overtime. Coach Prime said there was not not a doubt in his mind that he was getting the ball first in overtime because he wanted the ball in Shador's hands. Usually you always go defense first because you want to see what the other team is providing for you. He said he wants the ball in Shador's hands because if they're going to win, they're going to win with
2: Shador. Ariel, what's your takeaway so far through the first three weeks on Dylan Edwards, the Derby native? Uh, Of course, he had a a great week one against TCU in his very first game in a Buffalo's jersey. Uh, And clearly, Coach Prime thinks the world of this kid. Um, And it's uh, it's a really big spotlight for him as a freshman coming into this program that, you know, the entire college football world is looking at right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He had a phenomenal first game against TCU. He had uh, four touchdowns, I think, in that game. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, freshman of the week. He was all of those, those things. Um, he had a, an incredible game. Uh, Coach Prime has been coaching him since he was seven years old. So he's always wanted this kid on his team eventually. And he, he is Showing at the FBS level exactly what you have all seen at Derby for all of those years. He is incredible. He's an, He is an athlete. He's basically a wide receiver in a running back's body. And that is perfect for this team because they do not run. They have like 60-something yards through all of these games. So I think what's going to be successful for Dylan is if he can actually just get the ball out in the flats and something like that, like in the slot, because they are not running the ball. They're not having any success running the ball and they don't care. They're not even trying. Yeah. And
0: we get why he went there now, I think because probably I would imagine coach prime told him this opportunity exactly was there for him. Ariel, Michigan state's open and big jobs are going to come open. And, Prime is absolutely going to be everybody's top candidate. You can get all the coaching lists you want. He's going to be the top candidate and the biggest prize or wish for everybody. But th- explain to us, because this has been an interesting, you know, journey for him to Colorado. They famously couldn't pay him, figured it out. All this stuff, the buzz, their ratings are high. Does What matters to him, do you think, in the conversations you've had with him? Like, do you see him as a short timer in Boulder or a long timer in Boulder, if not before like the NFL or something, but what what's the vibe you get on his, you know, future prospects.
1: So he said multiple times that the NFL doesn't even interest him. He doesn't even watch the NFL okay. much anymore because that's okay. just not anything that interests him at all. Um, so I would, I would kind of write that off um, as far as other programs. I just don't know what would be flashy enough to bring him anywhere else. Because the money comes wherever he is. So, for instance, like like we said, like like they didn't have the money to pay him when he first got here. Rick George did not have that money. He said, we will find the money. They found the money within weeks, basically. They sold out that, that spring game. They sold out apparel. They did all of these things, and they just found that money be, out of thin air just because of the name Dion Sanders. And what what makes it, like basically what i'm trying to say is if anybody else was trying to pay him a higher contract why could colorado not match that just by the sheer fact that he's here right. and they could just find the money elsewhere right like i don't see i don't see what could bring him anywhere else well, point. that's.
0: I, I guess that's why I ask. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame football player that's been wildly successful in the media and he is endorsed and all of these things. Does it even matter to him? I guess because he's got his kids there. He's building this thing. They're about to make the switch to a new car. Like all these things, like I just wonder what motivates him. I, I, I mean, look, there's a competitive nature to coaching salaries. I get that. But I don't know that he would have ever taken this job in the first place if that was his biggest concern.
1: Right, and he also loves living here. I mean if anybody has ever stepped foot in Boulder, Colorado, I think you could figure it out, like why you would love living there. It is one of the most gorgeous places like you could ever imagine living. And so I think he said – he's like, I've never vacationed there. I've never skied. I've never done any of these things. But as soon as I stepped foot on that field and looked at the flat irons, like there was n- there was n- no doubt in my mind I was taking this job. Like like why else would – like, you know, like there's just no – there's no reason not to. Um, then he also has his youngest daughter playing on the basketball team. Like, and she's only a redshirt freshman. So, yeah, the, the older boys are going to be gone within the next year or two. But she's there for four more years. So it's – you know, you it's obviously she could go somewhere else too. She was at Jackson last year, but I, – I, why leave right why why yeah
0: yeah I, I i think i'm with you on that all right let's uh let's shift gears uh, for this last one ariel you've in this you're, you're you've got some luck attached to you here with the chiefs rise while you were here and uh you go to colorado and you know you've got an avs championship in the books uh you've got a Is it Denver, you know, the University of Denver's women's basketball team has kind of risen here with you there. You've got a Nuggets championship. Now you've got Prime. Power rank it for me. What's been your favorite thing? The Broncos not being as good and the mess with Russell Wilson. Like, what's been the best story since you've been there to cover with all these, you know, juicy ones that have appeal really all across the country?
1: Oh, that's really hard to power rank it. So, I mean, first, like, the cover – so, I was on the Avs beat first very first and foremost. So getting to cover my first Stanley cup championship was probably number one, because like, that was just, that was incredible. I was along for the ride. I jumped on the nuggets train very late. So I kind of just got the benefit of just, just being there for the, for the Western conference final and the championship and the, and the parade and everything. So I didn't really put a whole lot in a whole lot into that one. I kind of just reaped the benefits. So that's a little lower, but like, but was also super fun. Um, the, um, the Colorado, the University of Colorado women's basketball team is—I believe what you were you were thinking—and they're they're incredible. Um, they're also just the most fun team to work with, and so I've been to a couple uh, like Sweet Sixteens with them and stuff. They're just awesome. I love working with them, but there is probably nothing I've ever experienced like this, like this Colorado Buffaloes football team. It's just it's it's kind of like an out of body experience because. <laughs> Like, I, I totally seen,
0: get what you're saying. I, I do. Like, like
1: I, it's 'cause because it's I'm, not sports; it's entertainment. Like I've never been on a field where where Lil Wayne comes out and right in front of me and does a concert while the team comes out. Like I've never been there. Like where like The Rock is is on the field, and it, it's just it's an out of body experience, Jacob.
0: It's going to work too. Like it's going to keep coming. Big 12 gets the benefit of it. Timing is everything. But th- yeah. this is. Everybody wants to be a part of it. I, I get it. I there. I have not talked to one person, not one person that isn't on board and rooting for Colorado. The ratings, the proof is in the pudding. Grandmas love Deion Sanders. They've always loved Deion Sanders. Like since mm-hmm. he was a player, it's just like this perfect storm and we can all just enjoy it. And, you know, I'm sorry to any of their opponents. And that'll change next year as they get into the big 12 around here. But for this year, like we're all buffalo fans and and I don't yeah. I don't remember anything like that ever happening either it's cool it's cool and I'm glad you're, you're right there in the middle of it and uh we'll be checking back in God, could you imagine if they win one of the two next games just one of them what what Absolutely this, crazy. <laughs> It's going to be insane
1: and just like you're saying, like my mom's a grandmom and my mom all of a sudden is a huge buff buff fan and stayed up until two AM to watch the end of that game, texted me and said, I'm still watching at Overtime for no reason. She is in New Jersey. No like there is no reason other than just the fact that she loves prime time Deion Sanders.
0: It's always been that way. I'll never my great aunt Jean, was a huge <laughs> Cowboys fan. And when he returned punts, there was nothing louder. Than her cheers and screams for Deion Sanders returning punts, but the year just a handful of years he was with the Cowboys. He's always had that effect on people. It's really cool to see, and we're really glad that you're there, uh, right in the middle of it, Ariel. It's uh, it's been awesome uh, to follow along with you here and hear you in the press conferences and all that stuff. You can follow Ariel at Ariel Orsuto on social media. You can find her work at Nine News. Ariel, appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, guys. There goes Ariel Orsudo, formerly of 12 News, co-worker. Uh, Strap a a rocket to her back for her career. So happy for Ariel. Uh, Could see it coming a mile away. Nobody works harder. And I'm glad she's on these beats because she certainly deserves it. Go follow her work. Her interactions with Prime have been epic. All right, 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. We're going to take a quick break. On the way out here from hour number one, let's give something away, Jad. Let's uh, Let's do a little Paw Patrol. Got some kiddos, want to take them to the movies? It's one of our family's favorite things to do. Boulevard Theater at Town West is hooking us up. Opening night of that animated feature, Paw Patrol. We've got tickets for opening night, which is Friday, September 29th. That'll be next week, 7 o'clock, Boulevard Theater at Town West. Third caller during the break will win the parent award, 869-1240. On that IHOP hotline, we'll be back. Hour number two next.